Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. I don't think it's a good idea to get a balanced view on budget, good, bad and indifferent. Get everyone's opinion on that so you can make up your mind. As a valued listener, concerns have been raised, I mean, after the the budget was released, showing cuts to public school funding, for example, uh, buildings and TAFE. I wanted to find out more about that, discussing it with uh, David Genford. David's the president of the Australian Education Union, joins me now. David, good morning, welcome. Morning, Mike. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Good to talk to you again. Tell me what the budget means for schools in Tasmania, the overview from the AEU. Uh, the overview is, big, is mixed, um, generally down, um, but I'm, I'm happy to talk about some of the, the positive things that we see in there as well. Um, but I think what you spoke about then in regards to some of the cuts um, probably hits hardest. Um, I, I read the, the, the media release that says there's, there's record spending, but I think people are becoming more um, aware of what it means when it comes to inflation. So if things are going to cost 5% more, as the, the CPI in, in indicates, and you only increase the budget by, by 3% in some areas, mm. um, that, that's a cut. We can't keep up with... You can't basically buy the exact same things you bought the previous year because they cost more. Um, so our request was always for, for funding to keep up with the, the CPI and inflation. Um, that hasn't happened, and I think that's going to hit um, some of our schools. And I know that, um, I think we've discussed this before, David, the shortage of teachers uh, and teachers' uh, assistance, uh, if you will, is astronomical. Yeah, it's definitely a concern, and I didn't see in this budget any long-term plan to fix that. No. Um, we haven't seen any, any funds to encourage people, any incentives to um, to start the education um, career pathway, whether it be a teacher or a teacher assistant or some other support staff in school. Um, and we haven't seen a, a, a wage salary that wants to retain a lot of our staff. So um, we're not asking for, for gigantic pay rises. We want to be comparative to the mainland because that's where we see um, our teachers move to because they can see they can get a better offer. Um, we know what it's like in regards to cost of living now, um, what it costs for houses. Previously, probably when I started, it was cheaper to buy a house in Hobart and Launceston than it was on, on the mainland. And that's just not the case now. So people are seeing that that they can move to Adelaide, they can move to Perth yeah. and be better off. I don't, I don't want to see that for our students. I want to see our best and brightest teachers remaining uh, in Tasmania. And we know the pandemic has had uh, a major effect, uh, not just on teacher shortages, but catch-up work. But tell me about the, um, the Australian um, Education Union Tasmania branch. You've presented solutions, I was reading, um, to call the um, Lifting Learning Priorities which was um, going through was absolutely fabulous. Tell us, what are the main solutions? The main, the main solutions for us is in regards to getting more teacher assistance into the classroom so you can have some in-class support. Well, like what you said, in COVID, we've seen some students go backwards through no fault mm. of their own, and we want to make sure there's extra people in the classroom to help them. We also want to see extra professional support, and that's one of the things we've welcomed from the budget. There's an extra $3.6 million dollars put into school psychologists and social workers and we really welcome that from the government. I'd, I'd like to see some long-term incentives to try and encourage people into the profession because there's a concern that maybe they, they're not, they don't exist, they're not unemployed, they're not willing, they're not just going to jump out from nowhere. So we, we want to work with the government to make sure that happens. Um, but we need to make sure we address the, the workload in school so that teachers can actually spend more time teaching, that teacher assistants can be there to help our students, especially our vulnerable students who we know 
that education is their chance to really Im- improve their outcomes. We don't want them to fall through the cracks. We want to see that improved. And and I think by doing this listing learning document, which which is pretty long and detailed, so I don't want to go into all of it, but it gives us solutions. We're not just here saying that doesn't work, do something different. We want to actually work with the government and say, what about this? What about actually allowing teachers mm. um, to have less admin work to do in their off time so they can plan uh, engaging lessons where students want to, be, want to be at school and want to learn? Um, and, and let's actually be a team when it comes to something like this. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't aware of the, the cut from the uh, Morrison government as well of, uh, what was it, 30-odd uh, million in regard to uh, the budget uh, when uh, they were in. That was, uh, to me, I didn't realise uh, that that have to be added on to state, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that was a bit of a kick in the guts because that was Morrison's own projection. So what they said in last year's budget they were going to do, they then reduced it in this year's budget. So that's just plain mathematics of the cut. Um, 33.7, wasn't it? Yeah, 33.7 million in Tasmania. That, that's a lot of money. Like if, if you're giving schools an extra $100,000 each or whatever, it would be pro rata, of course, but mm. that, that allows them to introduce either an extra teacher or two teacher assistants or, or, a, or a program that actually is designed to maybe extend your gifted children or to help your, your children that are falling behind. Um, that's... That's why I find it difficult when I when I see something like that, and I think it's really going to be interesting to see what the new prime minister does because I think a lot of your your audience is aware. Sometimes politicians say a lot of things before an election, um, and now it's up to them to actually come through with the goods and actually mm. show that they have public education at heart. and And we'll be pushing them, but it doesn't matter who the government is. We'll keep advocating for a, a fairer system that sees um, children, no matter what family they're born into, have a good education to give them the best chance in life. And also um, making the government not necessarily favour private schools. That's right. When we're not calling for private schools to lose their funding, we, we want something equal so that we can the public schools can get to a hundred percent of the of the re, what the funding that research has showed is required. Currently, all private schools are already there. Um, public schools are not. We're only at ninety one percent. Um, technically 95% but there's there's a whole heap of accounting measures that get done that basically schools only see 91% of that funding. So let, let's get up to 100%. Let's make it so that schools actually have the minimum required um, and then let's see what happens to our, our results um, when we're comparing it from a, a nationwide perspective. I was actually um, quite... Uh uh, pleased to see the safeguarding children and young people in the budget. I think uh, that was certainly a positive step, at least. Absolutely. And when when we handed out a report card, we gave a, an A to the government for the, the safeguarding of children. We we've seen what's happened in the in the student abuse inquiry and, and the commission that's going on now. And we need to make sure we do what we can um, mm. to protect our students, especially our vulnerable students. Um, and that and that's what we're here for, and, and what we've been calling for since that report was released so it's a good measure um, I'm keen to see some of the finer details who are those people going to be what qualifications they're going to have what training will they have to make sure that they can be um, the support that we know our children need um, so that we don't see um, the mistakes of what's happened in, in previous years It is uh, interesting to read and when you do uh, deep dive through the budget that um, you've got the shocking cuts to public schools, the infrastructure and TAS TAFERS you've uh, touched on so eloquently. David, I mean, uh, we're underfunded, Tasmanian public schools underfunded uh, 9% below the minimum standard required anyway. Absolutely. And and you just touched on TAS TAFE, which to me was disappointing because we've been dealing with a government who 
who said there won't be any changes. We're, we're going to move it into a, a yep. business enterprise. But then they produce a budget and they, in their own budget, the forward estimates here, by 2025, 26, there's going to be a $7.5 million cut to TAFE funding. Now, to me, that that's really scary because we want TAFE to still be an avenue for people to leave school and to want to go into it in an affordable way. And we know how important these um, the TAFE courses are for students and for our economy and for industry out there. If we're getting a focus to uh, a profit profitable um, training organisations who are worried about making money and not worried about making um, outcomes for our community and for the students, then that is a high concern for me. And I, I'm hoping there's going to be some questions in the budget estimates about TAFE and about these cuts that are, that are planned over the next four years. And with these cuts, David, um, are you concerned about real wage cuts for teachers and their assistance, etc.? I am. Um, I think there's budgeted for 2.5% pay rise when currently inflation is double that. And yeah. Depending on what you read, it may go to 6%. Um, and again, that goes back to what we were saying before, that becomes a, a real a real wage cut. People actually having less money when things are escalating. Um, and I really think we need to see a government who, when, when they talk about they don't control what happens in um, private enterprise, private enterprise looks at what's happening in, in the government sector and the government has so many employees that they could actually show the private enterprise a way of actually um, respecting your employees and treating your employees with dignity and saying, we understand the cost of living is going up, let's try and help you. Here's, here's a, um, a sensible pay rise that the private system will they will follow. And in fact, in the teaching system, a lot of the Catholic and independent schools, their pay rise is linked to whatever happens in the, the government school, that they've just managed to have that in their agreement that whatever we get, they get. So it, it is all linked and we need to make sure we have a government who's showing um, care for their um their constituents and we've, we've got a new premier um it, I, I keep hearing he's a he's a nice guy let's let's show it let's be kind to our people and make sure we can see some um sensible um wage increases that matches the cost of living i'm speaking with david Gedford, Gedford the president of the australian education union david um tell me about uh, schools and uh, mask and uh, vaccine mandates all of that but still a mask mandate in schools and uh, do you believe um, when we we've discussed this last time about the audit for the uh, ventilation do you, have they completed that and is there enough ventilation in regard to our schools uh the, so there's no ventilation audit which is part of the the, the thing we're concerned about so there's there's no guarantee of, of safe air in classrooms um, I understand that from a community perspective, um, uh, I don't know, some people may be uh, over COVID, but for me, I, I want to see a safe environment for students to learn in. Um, even just reading some of the information in regards to what um, safe air means in your school in regards to maintaining concentration levels, let alone COVID, I think it's an important yeah. thing to look at. Um, we have seen air filters put into classroom. Um, we are seeing masks continue to be worn in our high school areas. And I think that's important because we don't want to um, increase the risk of people getting sick. I, I understand the numbers are coming down. We're still looking at 500, 600 new cases a day. Um, we don't want to see schools put in a situation where there's a chance of a, of a higher increase of an outbreak in schools. Um, so I think we always want to make sure we're following the public health advice. Let's make sure we, we're looking after a, pro providing a situation so our students can maintain their learning and build on their learning um, and try and not interrupt it to the best that we can. Mm, well said. Are there any positive uh, positives that come from the budget for education as far as you're concerned? David, a bit of an overview on positives? Uh, the positive, I think we cut, but the, definitely the um, safeguarding children officers, the extra professional support staff um, were definitely the positives. Um, 
mm. which which we really we we highly recommend. Like we, that's what we've been pushing for. It's great that um, that's the a decision that the ministers pushed for because they are really key. The the wait times currently for a, in a public education school when when I hear people say they have to wait eighteen months to see a psychologist or a speech pathologist, um, to me that's just it's, yeah. it's not acceptable. Um, this is a start. Let's see what the three point six. I'm pretty sure it was three point six million dollars um, does. But let's also review it and see what that's done to the wait times and do we actually need an, an extra boost going forward because I don't want students to miss out on the support they need because of the school they go to or because of um, what their parents can afford. Let's actually make sure the kids get the help they need because they need it, um, not because of, of what job their parents have. It's interesting, David, isn't it? When you, when all, at all things that you boil it all down, and we've been, you know, COVID and the pandemic, and like you aptly put, we sometimes get a bit sick of talking about it. Uh, certainly, uh, we do here, but it's necessary. It's 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 an obvious thing we do. Now we've got flu, influenza. Right. Absolutely, and I strongly encourage um, people to get their flu vaccination. And from the, the research I've been reading, because our students haven't been exposed to the flu over the last couple of years. Um, that puts them at higher risk this year of yeah. catching it. So um, vaccination is, is key. Um, I've, I've got mine booked in for, for Friday. Um, and I think if um, just being aware of getting your your, student, your children or, or um, care, whoever you care for vaccinated because they are going to be at extra risk because COVID's actually protected them over the last couple of years. That's so true, isn't it? I mean, here we go again, more concerns. But I'm glad uh, you're onto it, David. And always a pleasure to have a chat with you. I do appreciate your time this morning. No worries. Thanks for having me on, Mike. A pleasure. David Ginford is president of the Australian Education Union. Love your thoughts. one three hundred double O ten twelve, or, of course, text zero double four eight thirty ten twelve with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.